Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Story on the Spot. I'm Jim Heskett. Over there is Kevin Tomlinson. Down there is Mr. Thackbricker and his ceiling fan. Then working our way around is the face man. And we'll be right back after our introduction. And that is it. Hello, welcome to Story on the Spot. How's everybody doing? Hey, Kevin. Yeah. You got a new book coming out, right? I do have a new book coming out. Thank you. What is it? You gotta tell us what it is. Oh, you want me to elaborate? Uh, Yeah, uh, I have a new book coming out called Shaken, which is part of a brand new series uh, called Quake Runner Alex Kane. And uh, that it's coming out on September 11th. So you can actually pre-order it now. Uh, now between now and September 11th at books to read.com slash QR shaken. And also, you know, if you will go to story on the spot.live, you can get to Kevin's website from there, where I'm sure you can find also that same information. You can find um, more. Christy, you know, you keep missing these. I don't know if you're here right now, but hopefully you are. We'd love to see you show up live. Uh, and, uh, Desiree wants to say that Kevin is not in the RV. As far as you know, <laughs> can you prove that he's not in the RV? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, uh, Nick, I think you're talking, but you're muted. I said he's in the van, but uh, they decided they decided that a drum set was an important addition to the van. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a certain amount of space. You got to fill it up with something. You got to fill it with something. That's right. It can't, it can't all be food. Mm-mm. We need some hi-hats in this piece. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. So what are we going to do today? We are going to uh, read some news items, and I'm going to throw it to these guys to pitch. And Lisa says, hi, boys. Hello, Lisa. Thanks for showing Hello, up. Hello, Lisa. Lisa, we were just talking before the show about who you are our most tenured listener, as far as we know. As far as we know, you've been to pretty much every one, so we appreciate that. Uh, let me share my screen here. First up, last week's winner, Mr. R.A. McGee. Yay, R.A. Wow. I demand a recount. <laughs> and a bonus. because of mail-in ballots. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> Somebody get on that. Um, All the hanging chads. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> our bonus word for today is buckaroo cowboy or cowboy like or you know you can use that phrase however you want but if you drop the bonus word you get this and that should be its own reward just seeing cherry and the secret word but maybe you'll get an extra point for it too all right so let's dive into our first story this one is called calling norman bates after Donna Smith failed her driver's license test three times in the Novo Mutum Parana district of Brazil, her son, Hector, 43, decided to take matters into his own hands. He donned a stuffed bra, skirt, and makeup and showed up at the State Department of Traffic, claiming to be his mother, ready to take the test again. Alina Mendoca, the examiner, became suspicious and summoned the military police. I thought she was drunk at first, Mendoca said. Then I realized that the student was actually a man. I decided to proceed normally and wait for officers. Uh, uh, Smith was arrested for fraudulent misrepresentation and released. He may face a fine. So what we've got here 
<laughs> who wants to be the first to go to pitch us a story about the guy trying to take the driver's license test for his mother? Uh, okay, I'll jump in there. Right. Someone's got to go first, man. Thanks, all right. This is, this is a hell of a prompt, too. So someone's got to just bite this soup sandwich. All right. So here we go. Uh, I think that we have, uh, if I say classic case, but I don't use my hands, that's not infringement, right, Nick? Like, I can do that? Oh, man, I can't hear you, brother. Sorry. You're not making your neck. Sorry. In any event, okay, we have a a, a atypical case of, uh, I think that Alina uh, knew that the the guy was, you know, obviously not his mother. I mean, I think that, you know, it's, he probably didn't do a good job trying to pull it off, you know, makeup on his teeth and stuff like everything's kind of bad. And I think the reason is because, you know, his, his mother uh, tragically passed away in between uh, attempts and he wanted to, to honor her last wish, which was to get her driver's license finally. Uh, And so he dressed up like that to get her driver's license, not only to give her the license, you know, in her casket at her funeral, but also to uh, keep collecting uh, the Brazilian uh, social security checks, you know, because if she goes away, he doesn't get the money. And so he knew that like, listen, there's no good way for me to handle this. I feel really bad, but you know, being upset about my mom is not going to make, not going to make my bills get paid. So I got to do what I got to do. And so that's what I think happened. And uh, if you trace that all the way back, he's been uh, quietly pocketing her social security checks uh, for the last couple of months. And uh, this was his last resort. He had to go and uh, and take the test so he could keep the, the gravy train rolling. All right. Can we put the story back up here for a second? Nick, can we hear you? Are you able to speak? Can you hear me? Are you in I trouble? Hear you. We can, can all hear, hear you, Nick. Yes. I think, I think my microphone um, USB thing is getting bad because it keeps disconnecting lame i blame kevin yeah the, the, the oh my usb microphone is getting bad trick <laughs> gotten me out of the bind before like you never you can't you can't lose this game if you never actually say anything that's the key mm. Mm. interesting strategy that's right nick kevin do you want to pitch us a story yeah kevin does Sure. <laughs> Believe uh, it or not, it's Kevin Tomlinson. <laughs> so, um, what we have here is a vintage case. There we go. Of a, mm. of a buckaroo gone bonsai. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Okay, so uh, I think our guy is. Um, I got nothing here. Let me let me pull. I'm literally pulling this out of my butt as I talk. You want me to go? I can go. Uh, no, no, I'm going to come up okay. with something. Okay, so um, Hector, who is 43. Okay, wow. Um, I thought I, this was skewing much younger. Um, okay, so the mother uh, has passed away. And um, Hector is the one, is the cause. Hector has murdered his mother. So, and this is a sort of flea-brained attempt to, uh, to create a, a diversion, to make people think she's still alive. 
because how could she be dead if she's taking her driver's test? Uh, but uh, as it turns out that Hector has accidentally uh, done something very strange in putting on uh, the, his mother's clothing, he puts on a pendant, and the pendant actually summons his mother's spirit, and she inhabits his body. And her last wish was to get this driver's license. So she goes to take the uh, the test. So even though Hector ends up being busted for this and going to prison, uh, his mother's spirit can lay in rest because she got her driver's license. Nice. So it's a, a family saga ghost story? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Believe Excellent. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Proof of that story, the, the key to story on the spot is you just start talking and eventually work your way around it, which is pretty much what we all do with our books Most anyway. Most of my novels go this yep. way anyway. Yep. Yeah, indeed. Just Michael Scott that thing up, man. You know? <laughs> Threat level midnight. All right, mm. Nick, it's just you. Have you uh, had plenty of time to come up with a killer story yet? I mean, Kevin stole mine, so... <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I'm going to say. Just verbatim. That's um, it. That's his whole pitch. Kevin stole mine. Apparently, our butts are very similar. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think what we've got here is a classic case of um, of a logger uh, in Bra- a Brazilian. He works for a Brazilian logging company um, who's trying to get into this uh, this cartel business. And so, the way he does it is, uh, you know, he's he's he says, "I need you know, kind of another uh, another identity. I need a false identity, but." I don't want to be suspicious, so I'm actually going to make it a real person. I'm going to make it my mother, um, and so uh, I'm I'm going to you know basically do that so I can effectively be in two places at once. So he goes to the DMV and um, dresses up and all that as his mom, trying to get because he knows she's old and he she can't get her driver's license. So um, he doesn't mention anything to her. He just goes dresses up and gets the driver's license. Um, and uh, what he's what he's actually doing, if you notice in the story, it even says that he stuffed his bra. Well, he stuffed it with some of the drugs that he's planning on running. And so, you know, while everyone's kind of got him aside and everything, um, the military police are waiting. They've got him kind of detained and all that. He now has access to the back of this uh, transportation building, uh, which allows access to all the highways and stuff after the checkpoint. So he's basically already gotten in, and this is exactly what he wants to do. He's claiming, you know, he just tells him, look, I just want my mom to be able to get groceries and all that. So, you know, please let me go by that time the bra will not be stuffed anymore because all the drugs will be into the system. All right. So I definitely think pretty smart buckaroo. I think I'm not, I'm not going to give you that one. Um, Uh I definitely think though, bra full of drugs is a possible episode title. Mm. Um, So if you're watching now, let's put in those votes. Who do you think won the round vote for your favorite? And I will move on to dun dun dun. It's a bonus round. What do we got? All right, James Bond and John Rambo play croquet in the park one afternoon. Who wins and why? James Bond and, and who? Oh, John, John Rambo. Rambo. Okay, uh, I think I mean, John, I, John, James Bond has to win. Tell us hmm. why, Nick. Well, because croquet is kind of a easy James Bond sort of thing. It's a, it's a easy kind of a James Bond sort of thing, you know what I'm saying? Easy. <laughs> he means he's British. It's, it's, it's sport made for people with bad teeth. Let's just leave it there. Just leave it there. Ouch. Well, it, yeah, I think that uh, Rambo would win. 
um, because Rambo is the greatest American hero and has bigger guns. And so he's just going to shoot the ball no matter where it lands. And you can't lose if there's no ball. So by default, uh, Rambo I, I will just call you. Exactly. Exactly. Lisa's an American hero. You Lisa know, Badger does not like that. <laughs> I didn't just bond. I dissed the country and nation <laughs> and all of the people <laughs> all that of live them. there that he comes from. I, I, I think except bond, for bond bond clearly wins this one because he's the only one of the two of them that would know how this game was played so rambo would just sort of fumble with the clubs and then eventually beat bond to death with them <laughs> and as such is the winner because he doesn't get this ridiculous english sport we're it just doesn't of, make any sense i mean when it comes to croquet we're sort of all losers here and it's like golf, but it's not. It's just not quite manly enough to be golf. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea how croquet is played. I was just watching the movie Heathers the other day, and it made me think of that. They played croquet in that movie. I mean, I bet Boris Johnson plays croquet. Lynn doesn't know a clear winner. Well, Lynn, you need to get on that. Go back and rewatch it so we can get your honest feedback. Uh-oh. Lisa's got some words for you, Nick. Careful, Nick. I have a long reach. I think she misspelled Kevin, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's our next story. Not so funny, Easter Bunny. Anton McDowell of Almonte Springs, Florida, became famous last year for dressing up as the Easter Bunny in Orlando, but he found his costume unhelpful after ramming his motorcycle into a carport, which collapsed on a car parked there. The motorcycle then hit a fence and flipped over, and a neighbor observed the Easter Bunny limping from the scene. When officers caught up to him lying in the back seat of a car, he denied involvement in the crash. I wasn't in the crash. I'm the Orlando Easter Bunny. Google it, he claimed. Police asked him to remove the costume before arresting him and transporting him to the hospital for rib and leg injuries sustained in the crash. He should have just hopped away from the scene, and no one would have known any different. He limped. He limped, and that was his, it was his mistake. Or like, did you set giant bunny? That was crazy. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> so, who's got a pitch about the Easter Bunny crashing his motorcycle? Uh, right, I'll go. Look, I'll go again. I'll go again. I'll go again. I'll let these guys steal my idea again. <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do because it's so good it's magnificent okay so what i think it that we're dealing with is um we're dealing with a haunted relic okay what a lot of people don't know is the movie donnie darko okay was actually plagued by a lot of onset like disasters and things like that and so the bunny costume from that movie is actually haunted uh, by several spirits of stuntmen who were accidentally killed uh, during the shoot. Well, our guy in uh, Altamonte Springs, Anton, uh, picked it up at a garage sale because, uh, you know, people have been trying to get rid of it for years and no one can get rid of it. He picked it up at a yard sale. And uh, while he dressed up for the kids in Orlando, uh, he kind of felt a pull to keep wearing it and to keep wearing it it's got a very like one ring vibe you know what i mean and so you know he goes from 
having a good time, playing with the kids. You know, come here, buckaroo. Let's have, you know, a little hop off or whatever. And now, uh, you know, he's getting to the point where he can't even take it off. When he takes the hat off, uh, not the hat, the mask, helmet, mask. When he takes the mask off, uh, it just calls to him and it calls to him and it calls to him. And so that's why he's arrested. Uh, he's sleep deprived. You know, he's trying to get away from his demons and uh, he's crashing cars and he just can't, he can't do anything about it. You know, the poor guy is, uh, is uh, stressed almost to death and uh, dealing with a, a haunted situation. So that's what I think is going on here. The haunted. I mean, I think if I saw somebody walking around in that Donnie Darko bunny mask, I probably wouldn't uh, uh, assume anything less than the rapture was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'd just like to let your kid sit on on his lap during Easter. <laughs> Yikes. All right, Kevin and Nick, it's time for one of you to step up and grab this story by the button. <clears throat> well, I think uh I think what we've got here is a classic, classic case of a serial killer who's figured out a really uh, creative and unique way of killing his uh his victims. So he does that by um kidnapping them and he's got this gigantic bunny suit. I mean, this thing is easily big enough to hold two people in it, hint, hint. Uh, and he kidnaps his victim, um, drugs them, throws them in the back of the suit behind him um, and basically just walks around with this extra person there, <laughs> drugged. Uh, maybe he tapes the arms up over him, you know, so it just kind of holds him upright. <laughs> and the title and, uh, is Weekend at Bunnies. <laughs> Exactly. That's nice. I'm going with it, right. So, uh, so then he, he gets in his motorcycle and uh, the front of this thing is, you know, like it's like leather, you know, it's got padding and stuff inside. So it keeps him safe, but the back doesn't. So then he just goes and gets in, in a car wreck um, on purpose, which kills the guy behind him uh, in a really sinister way. And what he does then is he just uh, waits for the cops to catch him and say, hey, we're, you know, we need to arrest you. You need to take his suit off. So he takes the suit off and he just leaves it on the ground with the body inside and gets arrested and does his own thing. And, you know, while he's gone, um, you know, it's not a crime scene. So there's no reason for them to just kind of hang out. They just sort of uh, ignore it and they leave the bunny to the side. And um, when he gets uh, when he gets released a little bit later on, he comes back and he takes the body out and disposes of it. Starts all over again. There may be some mental health issues as well with this guy, but um, you know, that's classic story. I mean, it's lasting damage a little bit. I'll, I gotta say, Kevin, weekend at Bunnies. <laughs> weekend at Bunnies. That's beautiful. Uh, okay, what we have here is a vintage uh, demon story. This this costume is actually a demon that possesses the person wearing it, and it was found. In a uh, local, like, secondhand shop, and the guy thought it would be kind of a kick to put it on and ride around town. But unbeknownst to him, once he did that, he activated the evil spirit of the thing. And uh, now it wears him. So it it uh, it grafts itself onto him in the evening and makes him go out and, and kill by moonlight. Uh, and it absorbs the souls of all those it kills. And so it, we've got a sort of... Uh, uh, picture of Dorian Gray thing going on with the guy who wears it, like the longer he wears it, the more emaciated and skeletal he becomes until finally the thing has just absorbed all of his life essence and spits him out like a bunch of old chicken bones and then waits for the next person to uh, try on the costume. So. 
Nice. In Soviet Russia, bunny costume, where's you? you. (laughs) We're going to call this story Buckaroo Bunny. Mm. Yeah. All right. (laughs) 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 They can't all be golden. Here's our next story. This is called Not Very Green. The city of Rubai, France, proudly announced that it installed 187 solar panels to generate electricity for the city's library and paid a local company about $113,000 for the green equipment. But during the installation of a wind turbine to supplement the clean energy months later, workers noticed the solar panels had never been connected to the library's electrical network. Oddity Central reported the panels were intended to supply about a quarter of the library's needed power, but we realized that was not the case, admitted the city's deputy mayor, who did not elaborate on why it took six months to figure out the oversight. So, oh, somebody ready to go? Yeah, yeah, this is this is classic. I mean, we all know, right? This is a classic embezzlement case. Um, this is money laundering. So you, you've got a, a, a mayor here who's... Um, who's decided, you know, he's going to pay a local company to do this green equipment. Um, and the truth is he's got a lot of money he's sitting on that he needs clean. Uh, and so he pays this local company and, um, you know, turns out it's a few shell companies removed, but uh, he owns this company as well. Uh, and he hires a couple of friends of his to, um, to pretend like they're solar panel installation experts. Uh, when they just go up there and they just staple some tinfoil to uh, the roof and call it a, soil, uh, a solar panel. And he does this over and over again, never connects to anything. Uh, and he's basically able to, uh, to clean about a hundred grand doing that. Um, and so he just keeps repeating it, you know, when there's not enough power, they decide to build a wind turbine the same way. And so they, they put that up and, uh, it's really just a big cardboard cutout that looks like a wind turbine. And so he essentially just, uh, launders money through all these schemes of his and, um, and eventually is able to launder all the money he needs, uh, through his fake solar panel company. Uh, and then in order to play both sides, he's still the mayor. And so he's, you know, mad at the company and publicly uh, defaces them and, and says, you know, this is uh, this is this is not right. You know, we need to fix it. And so then he hires the same company to go back and, and it just goes on and on and on. I can't stop thinking about the cardboard cut on winter <laughs> like it's a backdrop for a stage play. <laughs> That's exactly right. Now you get the idea, man. He's like the one by two for framing. He doesn't even go for two by fours. You know, it's just, just rickety little. <laughs> it doesn't even spin. That's the thing. Nobody notices it's not even spinning. So for the last story, Sue Sue said, all good by Nick by a hair. And I just want to say, hey, Sue, leave the comedy to us. <clears throat> just kidding. Wow, I'm Sue, kidding. stop punishing us. <laughs> Only we punished. are allowed to be bad at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who would like to go next? On I'll, the go, I'll go. Green story. Yeah, all right, I got all right. one. All right. So what I think we have here is a is a classic case of money laundering, okay? I think that the mayor of the town paid some of his buddies to come in and hook up some solar panels, okay? I love this story. And then, right, everybody noticed that it wasn't working. So there was a big outcry. The mayor defaced all these people on social media and Facebook. The mayor managed to get about $100,000 laundered. And then... Once everyone caught up to it, he just paid the company to come out and do it again and again and again. They even put up a cardboard cutout of a wind turbine, right? And it was just, that's what it is. It's a money laundering case. Wait a minute. That's kind of like mine. (laughs) I think in the title, Deja Buckaroo. (laughs) Mm. 
<laughs> uh, I just thought it turn, though. So we get credit for the buckaroo, not him. <laughs> oh, that was completely original story. I just came up with <laughs> off the top of my head. I love it. I think it's great. You know, really imitation is the best form of flattery or something like that. Yeah, it's okay. I could probably do better. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a, I'm a first draft guy, okay? I'm a first draft guy. You, you want to be a second draft guy, that's fine. You know, no one likes second real, draft guys. Real writing is revision. <laughs> Thank, you. Now. Thank you. Is that's that what Neil Gaiman said? Yeah, Neil Gaiman said that. I decided to sit down and I'm not going to write a book. I'm just going to revise other books. It's uh, probably easier. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It feels good to not have to. Grapes of wrath. <laughs> Kevin, you have a pitch. Uh, okay. Um, I think uh, I want to pick up where the story kind of leaves off. So after they fa- find out that this thing uh, is fake and it's not actually hooked up to anything, they start investigating closer and they discover that it was hooked up to something but someone keeps disconnecting it. And upon further investigation, they discover someone is actually living in the attic of the library. The wind turbine. Oh. And uh, I may have to figure out how to work the, the uh, cardboard wind turbine <laughs> into the story, but uh, this person doesn't, doesn't want to be dis- discovered, but the, um, the wiring for the um, solar panels hums and keeps him up at night while he's trying to read his his uh, purloined books from the library down below. So he disconnects it and uh, ends up being discovered. But turns out he's lived there for forty years, uh, undiscovered in the uh, library. So this is a case of accidentally discovering. Uh, I don't know what you would call someone who's who's done that. Someone who is just hiding out and trying to stay off grid. But that guy. Is a Water. murderer who once wore a bunny costume, and it's uh, <laughs> been on the lamb ever since. The solar squad. Maybe, maybe he's the guy who thought the murderer was going to kill, but he was just in the back of the bunny costume and snuck <laughs> away when the guy got he taken was, to jail. He's a guy who woke up in the in, in a bunny costume one day. <laughs> he just <laughs> unfolded his arms. All sweaty on his front side. <laughs> he's just the back of the bunny. It's like that saying, you know, where they're like, "It's not me. I'm just the hammer." Be like, "It's not me. I'm just the back of the bunny." I'm just. Yeah, the I'm not spearing this thing. So that, There's that some, some human called... centipede uh, tie-in here. I think we can. <laughs> you have to call that the hare's tail. The hare's tail. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for a human centipede reference. <laughs> it only took 17 episodes. Oh, feed her! Classic no. movie. Classic. I refuse. I don't want to think of the movie. Stop, <laughs> Stop all of it. <laughs> all right, For let's move watching, on. I do not recommend going and Googling this movie. Yeah, I don't please. Heard of it. If you never heard of it, please don't go Google Human Centipede. Okay, this is our final story of the day. That's not chicken feed. In the western German city of Cleve, a regional court awarded the owner of a chicken mauled by a dog higher restitution because the chicken had TV experience. Sieglind, the chicken who died in the attack, had completed 10 hours of acting training and had appeared in at least one German movie for which she received a three-figure daily fee. The court ordered the dog's owner to pay 615 euros in damages. A non-acting, regular chicken is generally worth about 15 euros. How much is the life of a chicken worth? 
Well, it's proving... impossible to tell. This story is false because nobody knows how much a euro is worth. <laughs> but it does prove that celebrities are better than regular people, which is something that is we true. suspected all along. It also proves that Germans are better than other people. <laughs> That's a slippery slope. All right. Who wants to be? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. All right, Kevin. What we have here is a classic case of money laundering. Uh, so the mayor of this town is running a scam. <laughs> no, um, let me start over. So, okay. Yes. These, so there's this, money uh, costume. This is this is this is uh, somebody who is actually training an army of attack chickens, and. Uh, he tries them out on the dog. The dog, however, is from a, a, a rival gang of, uh, of people who are opposed to the forces of chickendom. And so they take down the, the chicken leader. So what we actually didn't see play, play out off camera was an epic battle between chicken and dog that determined the fate of the world. So now we have to do the flashback. And we, we see the team training the attack chickens and they're just assassinating people and, you know, going, you know, they're going for the throat, uh, choking them with eggs, whatever it takes to bring people down. And then this guy comes along uh, with his team of dogs that, uh, that curtail the end of the world uh, by chicken. Very nice. You can see the uh, old chicken feather fl- silhouetted against the sunset as it floats through the air. <laughs> <laughs> is right. that the incredible hope incredible hope that was the incredible thank you thank you my man was I to, I was like that's not the forrest gump theme song that's not <laughs> no, 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 no. i love it man i got you i'm tracking <laughs> i'm tracking oh gosh all right kevin i'm sorry uh nick ra what do you got I'll let R.A. go. That was a, my, pretty much my idea uh, verbatim. I'll, I'll see if I can come up with a different <laughs> Pull right, that so, one out of a chicken butt. Uh, okay. Clucky assassins. Clucky assassins. Clucky okay. assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we have a um, – I think that we have just an old, an old rivalry between uh, the two humans – a real like Hatfield and McCoy type of thing uh, going on. Uh, and, it, you know, it stems all the way back to the, uh, uh, you know, whatever, a long time ago. I'm not, I'm not going to say how far it goes. It goes back. We can't trace it all. 40, 40 years, at least 40 years. Yeah. They came from like uh, rival Hessian families or something. You know what I mean? And um, that, it, you know, it's just been going on for years and years. You got, you know, this guy will, I'll steal this guy's car. This guy will, will, will kill this guy's donkey or whatever. They're always just, you know, this guy will steal this guy's wind turbine and put a fake cutout up there. You know, there's just all kinds of problems that these guys are having. Well, uh, you know, the dog owner noticed that the chicken owner was was getting a little too a little too big for his britches. You know what I mean? He's got this fancy chicken who knows how to act and hit marks and stuff. You know what I mean? Fancy chicken. And he's just decided enough. Enough is enough. You think you're better than me because you got your fancy chicken. I'll show you. So the next time that the fancy chicken owner was walking the chicken, as you do with a fancy chicken, you put a little harness on it and you walk it down the street. Uh, you know, my man let his uh, let his dog loose, you know, and the dog took care of the fancy chicken. And uh, what you don't know is the guy 
the dog owner said uh, in open court, you know, any amount of money for this chicken is worth it to hear the tears of my enemy, you know, to hear the, the, the gnashing of their teeth and the lamentation of their women, you know? So it's just revenge, you know, plain and simple is what it is. And the $600, uh, 600 pounds, excuse me, uh, was mm -hmm. working. So. 615 pounds. Yes. <laughs> cocky. Desiree wants mm -hmm. to know if the chicken's owner was cocky. Oh, uh, no, no. Hey, Desiree, what did I already, I already had to tell Sue. Now I got to tell you too. All right. That's enough. Leave the funny business to us, funny people. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, Nick, bring us here's, home. Here's 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 what we got, guys. This is a classic. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the Talladega Nights. This is a classic case. Here you go. Kevin's missed it. Um, anyway, um, this is a classic case of a publicity stunt. So this is all you know for TV, and um, uh, actually, it's it's an act. Oh, this is good. Wait, what was his name? Um, the chicken guy. What's the chicken's name? The chicken's Siegland. name okay. is Siegland. The dog's name is Freud. So you've got a case here of two um, uh, partners in crime named Sigland and Freud. And, uh, and they do, they've got an act in, you know, basically the, the German Vegas, which I guess is Cleve. And, um, and they do this all the time where um, their owners train them to do things like attack the chicken. And the chicken goes, play dead. And so they basically just go back and forth with this. And, um, and they just try to get as much publicity as possible every time. And that's what happened this time. They, uh, the, the chicken played dead. The dog, you know, had a couple blood packets in his mouth and, you know, pretended to kill it and all that. There were feathers everywhere. It was great. It was a just great business. Uh, and of course, you know, they filmed it the whole time on their phones. Oh my God, what's happening in the you know German version, whatever that sounds like, probably a lot of yelling. Um, and then they upload it to the German YouTube, um, whatever that would be called. Um, you can probably come up with a funny name for that too, but I'm sure there's a German YouTube that they uploaded it to and everybody gets to watch it. Uh, and they, they, that one that's what it is yeah uh and then they make money by uh by getting a bunch of a uh, bunch of clicks in their video Siegland nice. and Freud Siegland and Freud that's pretty good that's also a possible episode title well I think that about wraps it up for us I'm going to let's see we got a couple comments here Kevin was the third round 40 years in the library T you just got a lot of nice comments here Oh, Lisa Badger with her long reach. All right, everyone. So I'm going to put this banner up here, and that's a story on the spot live, and that's the website where you can go watch Ari's fingers track it. Uh, now it's over there. It's your fact. Um, he's not playing. So if you go to that website, you could see the same thing as this: JimHesker.com, KevinTumlinson.com, RamKigi.com, NickitHacker.com, and Craig, who's not here. So I don't know. Craig doesn't even deserve to have his. Uh, Craig was supposed to show up, but he had, I don't know, reasons why he didn't show up today. So we should. He's getting free publicity, and he didn't even earn it with the blood, sweat, and tears. Hmm. Anyway, that's all we have to say. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today. Bye, everybody. We'll see you sometime next week. Peace. Bye. Okay, bye. Adios. Bye.